0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Improper Football. My name is Mark.
1: And I am Biz. And we are... Well, we're, we're, we're together again. again. We're
0: together again. Uh, I mean, this is an anomaly. This is two yeah. weeks in a row. <sighs> two weeks on the track. Like It yeah. seems like every week like one of us has to get away from the other.
1: Not for want of trying. but Not yeah. for want of trying, that's true.
0: Quiet week so far uh, for the NFL. Uh, we have started to get into the lull part of the, the off-season. Season. Yeah. Uh, there are some little rumblings going here and there. Uh, Super Bowl's over. Awards have been given out by the NFL. Free agency hasn't come upon us. Free, uh, the franchise tag deadline's gonna be in a couple of weeks, but we figured that this would be a fun opportunity for us to be able to give our awards from not only this past NFL season, but various fantasy football type of awards. Yeah. And quite frankly,
1: these are the most important awards that you could possibly get. They certainly are. We've we've been we've been working all week towards our uh, these awards. I mean, like, so, I mean, it, it, I was up all night thinking thinking about these awards. So they're be very good.
0: Oh man, I I am thoroughly stoked about the massive amount of awards
1: that I have to give up. today. But before we get to that, yes, I will say Mark has about fifty. I have like four. <laughs> so yeah.
0: So before we get into that, uh, one bit of upkeep, just to let all of our listeners know for the next couple of weeks or so, maybe in the next few months or so, we're gonna be operating on a more staggered release schedule for this podcast. We're gonna be releasing a little bit more as our schedules kind of clamp up up. for this time of the season. Uh, we're also waiting for big news to drop at various different points. There are yes. certain events that usually take place. Big trades will happen in the next few weeks. Yeah. Franchise tags are gonna be had. Yeah. Free is gonna dictate everything. And then the draft is gonna be a big thing. So we'll be releasing more episodes. Um, my focus going forward, besides all of that, will be doing the conversations with the rest of our league and figure out who else wants to join next year's league into the Dynasty League Uh, It's still early on the off-season. We don't have to make any decisions yet. So uh, for today's episode, before we get into the awards, there are a couple of topics that have popped up
1: there are small bits yeah. of news yeah
0: earlier today aaron Rodgers posted on his instagram our favorite player our favorite player my gosh <laughs> why does this guy keep finding a way to get into the news i, I tell you this guy would be an amazing social media manager yeah for somebody. yeah
1: social media influencer if he's looking for something
0: head. to do after he retires oh wait no he hasn't officially said he's retired yet so uh aaron Rodgers posted an instagram post where he uh thanked Everybody involved with his time at the Packers. He thanked everybody in that room, and then listed every single quarterback that's in there. Uh, thanked his current partner that he's with right now. Thanked some various uh, media personality members, and then, and then left it ambiguous. And
1: then also said that he was the icing. Uh, no, he said his the team was the icing on the cake, and that he was the cake or something. Yeah, <laughs> which it should have been the opposite. Um, cause, meanwhile, cause the team is the
0: foundation. So th- this of course leaves the entire like uh, sports news world to say, oh, is he retiring? Oh, is he leaving? Oh, is he doing something else? Or oh, is he demanding a trade? Because it was a post that said nothing. Right. It's a post that said nothing and everybody is freaking out about it. Uh, he went on to uh, Pat McAfee and essentially said, oh, I haven't made any decisions yet. Uh, my plans were not dictated in that Instagram post. And already, I'm calling you a liar, Aaron Rodgers, uh, because you said you were not going to drag this decision out. You said that this was going to happen in quick order.
1: Well, he's, he's lied about a, a few everything things this at year. This point, everything so this year. It's just junk news. I mean, that's, yeah, that's, it's, it's uh, just, it's just news. junk news. Uh, so I, I don't think we need to really get,
0: like, we don't need to, like, uh, stoop so low to give it any more attention, I think.
1: No, I mean, for me, I, I would just be incredibly surprised if he does retire. Um, I just, yeah, I mean, I, I just, I don't see, he's not at that point yet, he's still playing at an incredibly high level, Where, yeah. whether it's with the more news, newsworthy I mean, the current really item, two-time MVP, right, the more newsworthy item Two consecutive is, time. is he going to be back at the Green Bay Packers or is he going to be somewhere else, like he's to going me to that's the Broncos. newsworthy, right, yeah. but like this whole thing about is he going go to Tampa Bay now? <laughs> I can't see him in Tampa, uh-huh.
0: but it's an interesting conversation. It's an interesting conversation. I mean, I,
1: again, I personally think he is going to stay with the Packers. You know, you, you sometimes get these players that are synonymous with one team, one franchise. Uh, but you know, look what happened with Peyton Manning. Look what happened with Tom Brady. You know, they did leave, and the kind of you know, and they had twilight elsewhere. years of, they, of their career. They had yeah. s- well, Tom Brady didn't. I mean, he was great, but Tom Brady had you know, success elsewhere. He went and got a Super Bowl at the Bucks. No, no, I'm saying like saying twilight. I mean, Tom yeah, Brady was enough. just great all the time. So, um, but yeah, I mean, you, it could be possible. I mean, I I, I still have this view that. And I hope it does happen that either Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady... I personally want Tom Brady to go and play for the 49ers just for one year. It's his hometown team. You can kind of see it happening because they might say, well, look, Trey Lance needs maybe just one more year and then we'll hand him the keys. Um, but I... And and you kind of... Didn't, didn't it... When he went to Tampa, didn't it kind of happen that they... He, he kind of reached out to the 49ers and sort of said, like, yeah, I sort of want to come and play for you, but they were, they were like, happy with Jimmy G or something. Yeah, they were happy with Jimmy G, and <laughs> well, at that time, that they down. were uh,
0: they were looking at, like, what, what they can be able to do with what they've got on the roster, um, although that's not who he was talking about when he said, you went with that fucker. Wait, did he really say that? Yeah, he's so he told the team, um, you're really going with that guy, and he called him an expletive, and the te- person he was talking about was the Dolphins going with Ryan Fitz- Fitzpatrick.
1: Oh,
0: okay. okay. OK. Regardless, um, I think we've given Aaron Rodgers enough airtime at this point. More serious news with the NFL. Um, The the Deshaun Watson situation is starting to develop more and more so as we're getting into the offseason. Only bit of news we got right now is that a judge uh, determined that he is able to be deposed in nine of these civil suits. So what that means is he is going to be able to be called on to testify in uh, these civil suits under oath.
1: Right, so it's nine out of the twenty-two. So So far,
0: it's just right now. It's just nine out of the twenty-two, but that doesn't mean that the other
1: ones can't yet. Well, Um, it's it is big news, and I I think the other thing is when, if and when he comes back, how's it? How's he going to be? I mean, he's obviously going to be rusty. You know, is he going to be the same same quarterback that he was? I mean, you know, the the jury's out. I mean, no, no one knows. I mean, I think it must be hard when you go. Well, it's been over a year Mm -hmm. without any. You know, he might have had some reps, but without any proper, meaningful game time. I would
0: argue that he'll probably be just fine. If he's allowed to play in the NFL again, he'll be just fine. And the point that I'm going to give on this is, in Peyton Manning's first season with the Broncos, He took an entire season off before because of a neck injury. So he was rehabbing something that was debilitating him where he couldn't do all that. Sean Watson's been healthy this whole time, and he has been working out with his own personal trainers and all that. Yeah. So you can argue that he's actually going to be in a much better spot because he's got no hits on him. He may have a little bit of field rust going on, and he may show that in the first couple of months or so. But once, if he is allowed to continue playing, I think he's going to be just fine. Because the last season that he had was phenomenal.
1: Yeah. Despite
0: what he is as a person, apparently. Yeah.
1: Um, Another story, though, um, is obviously Brian Flores being hired by Pittsburgh Mm -hmm. as a defensive backs coach. You know, what are your thoughts on that? First of all, I'm just really pleased that he is back in the NFL. I I uh, do too. I
0: think that the league is worse without him being impactful in some way.
1: I think the fact that, the Ste- I mean, again, the Steelers are one of those teams and organizations that sort of almost goes against the norm. So when he might be, maybe, you know, collusion or blacklisted because of the suit by everyone else, yeah. the Steelers are going to, particularly, obviously, Mike Tomlin is one of the best coaches in the NFL. And the Rooney family. And, he- and the Rooney family. And he- Mike Tomlin doesn't give a, you know, what-, what other people think. He's like, this guy's a good coach. My defense needs help. Yeah. Let's go and get him. And their defense wasn't great last year, yeah, so the secondary I think needed a good help last year. Like if you got a
0: secondary that's got Mika Fitzpatrick, you need to be better than what you were last year. Yeah. You, a report came out earlier today from uh, from Flores's agents that they left money on the table, and apparently the amount of money they left on the table for the different type of positions that were offered to him was in the range of millions of mon- millions of dollars that he did not take for this particular so position.
1: Wow. Um,
0: so part of this may be that he is not going to accept a coordinator position; that he is only going to accept focusing on like where his specialty is within an area, so a particular position, and to make it so that he is expendable so that if he needs to go out to be able, if he has the ability to get head coaching position next year, he He can't. Yeah. Um, I would be shocked if he didn't in some way also become an assistant head coach or an associate head coach or assistant to the head coach. Uh, since he has that experience and he's clearly that good. Well,
1: yeah, and it could even happen with Pittsburgh, like just exactly. because that's his what, title, that's what it's That's my point. Like, is, yeah. oh, okay, that you're saying that, like, yeah, he, he might be the... like Mike Tomlin's like right hand man, so to speak. And...
0: I would be shocked if he didn't have that ability. Yeah. Keeping with the Steelers, they made an interesting decision for their personnel. <laughs> uh, they're keeping both of the quarter quarterbacks that they had on their staff. Uh, they are going to uh, continue to. They had Mason Rudolph under contract still. And they are giving him a vote of confidence to say, we believe that since he has a winning record as a starter, he's 5-4-1. Keep in mind that that one was against the Lions, so it might as well have been a loss. He is average as a quarterback, and they're like, you know what, we think he has the potential to be the guy. But they also have announced that they are going to put a tender on Dwayne Haskins.
1: Okay. I mean, do you really think that they think... Mason Rudolph is the guy that they could be starting with him next year?
0: I think what they're doing is keeping their cards close to their chest. They don't like tipping their head on what any of their free agent moves could potentially be, so they may be in the running for Aaron Rodgers in a trade.
1: Uh,
0: uh, they may be looking to trade up in the draft to be able to go after one of the uh, quarterbacks that are in this draft. A lot of people are saying that Malik Willis might be the number two overall pick, even though he's like in the teens or the 20s in overall
1: talent. Well, but, if they, if they stick with Mason Rudolph, then... <laughs> It's going to be more the gonna same. It's going to be, is, 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 is gonna be a, even, even worse than... The, well, not I mean, this year they got the playoffs. But, like, yeah. it's just... I'm sorry. Like, what what is Mason Rudolph famous for? When getting hit in that, the head with a helmet. Get, getting hit, almost hit in the head with a helmet. Well, I know he kind of did. Didn't oh, he, he, didn't get yeah. he did get hit. Yeah. So, that's the first thing that comes into your mind with Mason Rudolph. That he... the Miles Garrett and that incident yeah, with the Miles helmet... Miles Garrett on tried, ...tried to take his head off. Yeah. So... Nothing football worthy.
0: <laughs> so, really, nothing football so, worthy. And
1: then, uh, yeah,
0: uh, Dwayne Haskins cares more about taking a selfie with the fan than actually winning a game that's going yes. on on the field right now. Yes. So apparently, they've been working on his maturity, yes. and
1: we'll see if that develops. He has a lot of talent. Well, he's in the right team structure for. That. He is, and 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 you know what, I hope. That's the case. People can change. I mean, he he's still a fairly young quarterback. So, a hundred percent. And with
0: him going to a team like Pittsburgh, or if he went to New Orleans, even it could be under Sean Payton. Uh, If he went there instead of Pittsburgh last year and was under that type of a regimen, then you know that he is taking trying to get back in the league seriously, trying to get a starting job seriously. If he comes back and he shows that he is a mature individual, can be a leader, has the talent, is able to read the field and keeps the focus where it needs to be, hats off to you for growing up after you've already made your mistakes. And does everybody deserve a ch- second chance? Maybe some people deserve second chances, but when you make a mistake because you're immature, I think you get a second chance. Yes. Yeah. It's not I like think, he, it's everyone, not like I... he killed anybody. Right. Exactly. Or led an insurrection.
1: <laughs> no. No, exactly.
0: So we got one last bit of news. <laughs> one last bit of news uh, before we get into our awards. Uh, apparently the XFL and the NFL have striped some kind of arrangement uh, where the two of them can coexist within each other. Uh, the NFL isn't apparently going to be poaching the XFL's players, but the XFL has struck a deal to essentially said that, hey, we'll be your testing ground for a lot of potential rules that you are looking to implement in the future. and uh, The phrase that a lot of websites have referred to this is that the XFL will be the Petri dish for the NFL. And you know what? Having that type of a positive, beneficial relationship between these two leagues, when clearly a secondary uh, gridiron football league would be beneficial for everybody, I think that's great.
1: Yeah, I just I mean, I hope the XFL is a success. I hope it sticks around. I think it's good that they're trying out these rules first before trying to implement them. So at least the NFL can see, yes, it's working, maybe this isn't great. So I think it's good that at least they're gonna get to see it in action before implementing it.
0: Do you think you're gonna watch any of these games?
1: You know, I I want to say no, but the sad thing is I probably will watch
0: (laughs) some of them. I mean, uh, Great Iron Football is so much fun to
1: watch. Yeah, but I, I, I don't know. There's part of me that doesn't want to watch it because I am someone that, you know mike Wilbon often talks about this like less is more like th- this country just consumes american football oh yeah and the more the better so any other leagues in the spring you know xfl anything else you know it's like more 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 is better yeah and i and i do actually believe no, it's not necessarily better. Like, I think the NFL was great at 16 games. Like, who cared about the extra game? It didn't make any difference, really, did it? I don't We care watched any... every.
0: We watched games all of those weeks, though, where well, we may not have watched preseason games. Well, no, I, I'm not... That's the point, that you watched it. The, the ratings went up, so that means the owners were right. No, You, hate, not, no, you hate to hear that that's that, the thing, but as long as doesn't...
1: viewership went up, that's all that matters. But it, but it, sh- it shouldn't be. Like, why... I don't know. I, I guess my kind of football, and I'm not saying it's, it's obviously just as money grabbing. Everyone remembers the debacle of the European Super League that's oh, yeah. supposed to happen. And then two minutes later, because all the fans threw an uproar, it was like, actually, it's not going to happen. And I get it. But in the in the Premier League, there's never been a movement. OK, well, we need to, for the longest time, I think even since its inception in 1993, when when the English... First Division became the Premier League, it's always been... They actually decreased the number of teams from 22 to 20. So for the longest time, it's been 20 teams, you play 38 league games. No one has ever said... Because obviously, in the Premier League, if you had 40 games, obviously everyone's going to watch. If you have 45 games, everyone's going to tune in every week. But but sometimes people just in the know are like, no, this product works. And I feel that eventually down the line, you can see the NFL going to 17, 18, 19, 20 games. Eventually, that's going to happen. They're just going to get rid of the preseason and just go, okay, we'll we'll just start.
0: Which you're going to get a lot of pushback. And the NFLPA is one of the, uh, you can argue that it's one of the weakest player associations that's in professional sports right now. The MLBPA and the NBAPA are certainly the the, the most successful out of all of them. Uh, they're the ones that fight the hardest and get the most for their players. Yeah. And but, unfortunately, that's just what it is. But
1: one last but thing. But yeah, sadly, I probably will watch.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> one thing that I want to—I th- I can't remember if I mentioned this on last week's podcast, but Pat McAfee on his show suggested an alternative option for uh, what you could do with the uh, the Pro Bowl. Uh, just an, instead of another stupid game to watch, would be have the two worst teams uh, play for the number one overall pick. Yeah,
1: you brought that up. I, in four I calls, that, so, brought that yeah. up
0: before, but you yeah. would watch that.
1: I definitely would. Yeah, it, everybody yes. would watch that. Yeah, yeah,
0: Nobody would watch the Pro Bowl because people don't care. It's pre-season yeah, football and post-season But I also
1: think, in some ways, like maybe that it would only actually make a difference, really, because because the truth is, sometimes there are some drafts where, like like this is a draft where there's no like great standout players. Like there I would some, argue
0: that Kevon Thibodeau and Aiden Hutchison and Evan Neal and Ike Maquaniu. Two great yeah, edge not, rushers and two great tackles. Names, but
1: they're not household names. That's my but point. I
0: would fight for them, to, any of them to be on the Seahawks. If the Seahawks <laughs> can get that pick
1: for hey, a great tackle. Ladies or, and gentlemen, it happened against <laughs> Seahawks reference. Will not drink, be the last
0: drink. one. Drink.
1: Here's the... here's drink the, A bit halfway the, through the episode this time. We please, got it. it.
0: Um, but yeah, actually, that could be the official uh, drinking game for the podcast. Is whenever Mark makes a Seahawks reference, you drink.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, people are gonna be people are gonna be very drunk. But but you know what? We we do this at pubs, so we do this so, at pubs, so, you know so we can
0: do this well. Yeah.
1: Anyway, that's drink, enough of drink that.
0: We've got awards, our own personal awards. We have
1: our own personal awards. And... I'm gonna call these the Bismarck Awards. The Bismarck Awards. I think that's the named appropriate after name after that amazing German diplomat.
0: Well, I was gonna say named after the uh, the capital of it. Is it?
1: North Dakota, South Dakota. It's one of the Dakotas. The one, it's the capital of one of the, the Dakotas. The name is actually more famous because he's a very famous German diplomat. Nobody knows who Otto von Bismarck is.
0: <laughs> Nobody knows who that guy. I don't even know what the word Otto means. Okay. Anyway, the eight, Bismarck eight. Awards. Do you want to give your awards first? You want me to give a couple and then you give a couple and go back and forth? And yeah. Back do, and you, forth? do you
1: want to go? Do you want to go back and forth or shall I? Shall I do? Shall I do? Why one? don't we do a couple each? Okay. So I'll do two and you'll do okay. two and we'll go
0: back and okay. forth. So some of these awards are going to be more serious than others. But all of these are the most valuable awards you could possibly imagine. And I yes. imagine as soon as the players hear that we've given them these awards, they're going to ask. They're
1: going to reach out. They're going to yes. reach
0: out. They're yes. like, can I take a picture with you all uh, with like, my, my award? And we'll definitely get the highest quality uh, uh, copy paper uh, with the name of the award and their name on it.
1: And actually, we do need to clarify. These are a mixture of awards kind of for our fantasy teams during mm-hmm. our fantasy league and kind of awards during the NFL season. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Okay, why don't you go
0: first? So, I'm going to give the award for the Don't Doubt a Rookie Wide Receiver Ever Again Award. Because the previous year we had Justin Jefferson. We did. And he was phenomenal. Yes. Like an all time great season. And then that lasted one year.
1: Yes. Because the following year we had. I'm going to guess where you're going to
0: go. Four really, really good wide receivers that came up. Um, Least of all uh, those four, uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, who did a phenomenal job being a leading wide receiver for the Lions. Yes played him at a couple of my fantasy leagues in a pinch and he did fine even though he had the goofball throwing to him. Uh Devontae Smith, arguably the, the, the Who's the goofball? Uh Jared Gr- Gruff G- Goof,
1: whatever his you name is. You mean my potential M V P candidate. For oh us. we can get to that <laughs> later. Maybe you should have an award for
0: that. This year you could argue that three players could have taking this award for rookie wide receivers. Demonte Smith, only played a. he missed a couple of games, played phenomenally. I
1: think he's gonna be great. I think he's I mean, gonna I mean, be great too.
0: And especially I, as that team develops and gets better talent around yeah. him so he's not just isolated, I think it's gonna be great. Jalen Waddle, he set the, uh, the, the, the uh, you know how feel, rookie receptions record.
1: You know how I feel about him. Yeah, you love him, he's, but he's, yeah.
0: there's only one player that can get this award and that's Jamar Chase. Whose team was he on? I can't uh, remember. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals.
1: No, I mean, oh. <laughs>
0: Um, moving along. I'm moving uh, along. Uh, this one is the the can we finally just take away the team from the owner award. And I'm going to give this to for the second year in a ro- row, in my heart, this is going to go to Shad Khan of uh, the, uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Two years in a row, you have the number one overall pick. Now, that accomplishment happened with the Browns a couple of years ago. Yes. And you could argue that when they got the number one overall pick the second time, that their future was possibly looking a little bit up, even though they were 1-15 in 15 and 0-16 in, in those years. But they had a stalwart edge rusher, and they had their pick of any quarterback that can go into this. This coming year, the Jacksonville Jaguars have their star quarterback. Yeah. They have all the edge rushers because yeah. they keep drafting them every every other year. Um, well, they're likely going to be drafting a tackle or an edge rusher this year. It's just like... I, I, I don't think that this pick is actually going to do anything for any of the players on this team because this team is just always going to be
1: bad. Yeah, I mean, they need, it's a it's a, a bad example of leadership and, and that starts from the owner. It's just a dysfunctional yeah. organization. And I feel sorry for Trevor Lawrence. I really do. Because, I really do because... I mean, on, a lot of people have said he's regressed, although you can't really... In your first I mean, how rookie you know season, how do you, you regress? Well, because they sort of compare him to how he's playing in college, but obviously it's a different thing. I mean, he wasn't great. I mean... You no, know, he but, wasn't. But, He's but, arguably but, one of the, but,
0: not one of the better rookie seasons for a number. No, one but
1: but the the kind of environment around him wasn't set up for him to succeed. True. You know.
0: Wait, wait. Urban Meyer is a positive
1: influence. And well, I'm going to take a drink. As a, I, I'm going to as a great segue, my my first award, and I was going to leave this to last, but the please go back to college where you belong award goes to the one and only Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer. I mean, you you've always heard stories about him. Even when he was at Florida and Ohio State, about just he's not a particularly like likable person. person. Great person, yeah. and it's finally like it's it's finally got to a point where you know the sort of chickens have come home to roost, and everyone is like, "Yeah, this guy's bad news." And you know, for everything that came out in Jacksonville um, with, with with you know kicking the kicker, just you know to be to be sacked before the season is over. Is pretty embarrassing mm-hmm. I, I it, it's hard to it's hard to wish ill will on someone else but I, I and, and the sad thing is you know that he is going to get a, a, a job in, in coaching again probably at a, a big-time university in D1 in college because there there's even less um, <laughs> There's even less accountability they're just like oh you know what you've won a couple of national titles great We'll just just make sure you don't mess up and we can
0: expend on this topic i think later yeah. in the off season because we can talk talk forever i actually think it might be the other way around i think he may not get a job of the bigger ones now that the players can sign big time deals that's true
1: nil and stuff yeah the nil yeah,
0: stuff yeah. I, I think that might affect yeah. that yeah
1: um yeah who's your second award my second award so i'm going to go to our fantasy um this is The best under-the-radar receiver who I dropped and then still managed to pick up on the waiver wire is the one and only Hunter Renfro. Of course. I bow to you, Hunter Renfro. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, in the ESPN rankings, I think he finished in the top 20 receivers in scoring. In in fairness, I didn't actually play him that much, Mm -hmm. but when I did play him, he was, he was solid. Uh, he would always get you between 13 to 15 points a game. And not only that, the one week I dropped him, I remember we did a podcast, and I can't remember who we, I believe we had Improper Mark on. And we had the podcast, and you and Improper Mark said, "I get." didn't we have a bet that Hunter Renfro would still be there on the wave wire next week? Yep. And lo and behold, he was. I got a beer. Him up? And you got a beer. I got and a and beer into of that. Up? I picked him up. So, Hunter Renfro, I I bow to you. You 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 were you were uh, great all year. Phenomenal. Uh, I'm actually going to
0: stick uh, with fantasy football for these next two picks. Okay. Nice. Uh, one of them directly impacts our league and also most of my leagues. Okay. Uh, I'm going to have this award called the. You got injured, so I lost all of my leagues' award, <laughs> and that can only go to one player. Okay.
1: Is um oh yeah, Derrick. Yeah,
0: Derrick Henry. Congratulations, Derek Henry. You got an award this year. Um, he on a tear, on a tear, unlike what we had seen in any NFL season before, could have put up like 23, 24, 2500 yards for this season had he played all 17 games.
1: Uh, I know, what if? What, what if, if? You know, but that's He did kind come of, back for the playoffs and was okay 60 yeah, odd yards. Yeah, but 60 odd not, yards. Not, not, Derek not great. Henry-esque. But we,
0: we will hope that he comes back yeah. Better, bigger and better than ever. And the next one's actually going to be tying into one of my leagues where I do the individual defensive players as well. So this is the underappreciated defensive players of the year. So whenever we think of a defensive player of the year, we always think of a cornerback that gets a lot of interceptions or we think of some kind of edge rusher that gets a bunch of sacks. That's always who gets the defensive player. Or Aaron Donald because he gets all the sacks from the interior. Yes, yeah. Uh, But this past season we saw two of the top three most tackles in the league were on the same team yeah both of them came in first and second in franchise tackles in total yes now of course this is going to be my second seahawks reference because this award goes to jordan brooks who has the franchise record for most tackles in a season by linebacker and bobby Bobby wagner who broke his own record to be second all-time uh, but Bobby Wagner, all-time great middle linebacker. Um, that's part of the, the, the curse of his position is that he's always going to be underappreciated. Uh, Jor- Jordan Brooks, uh, former first-round pick, kind of plays that coverage linebacker, though he can edge rush. Um, kind of hope that he becomes what Micah Parsons became, but I don't think he's that type of player. Anyway, that's another one of my awards. So what else did he get?
1: Okay, so the next one I've got is the most overrated receiver who was rubbish for half a year is the one and only Brandon Ayuk from Didn't you San play Francisco. him week one? Yes. <laughs> and who did I leave out? Who was your first award winner? Oh yeah, 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 that's Jamar Chase. I left him out in my first week. Oh, is that what the problem was? Is that why you didn't even win more than you already did? Yeah, I'm not sure if people out there know, but um, yeah, I, I did the quadruple this year, but we can get into that another time. <laughs> um, but um, <laughs> yes, so, so, you know, my what? My my week one failing was Bran, Brandon Ayuk was just atrocious, atrocious, gut all miserable, vomit inducing. But for, for half the year, he, he literally did nothing. It wasn't even that like he was okay. He, he just would get like too, like they didn't even target him. Then all of a sudden, I dropped him. Literally, I think I dropped him on week one. Yes, I think you, I dropped you him did. week one. You definitely and dropped him after I certainly week one. I don't regret that. And then week eight or week 9. Yeah, great. Cheers, thanks. Um, so I dropped I dropped in week 1. But then in proper mark, obviously because he's a massive 49er fan, he picked up Brandon Ayuk on the waiver wire. And then from you know halfway on the season, week 9, week 10, Brandon Ayuk started to do what Brandon Ayuk does. And I just don't I don't know what happened for him or the 49ers. I don't I don't know whether it's Jimmy G or I don't I don't know. The whole it team, team was kind of off thing. their
0: vibe for like the first half of the season and yeah. they just kind of
1: took There's a beeline to, to the get some wings, conference though. championship.
0: So yeah, hats off to them.
1: Yeah. Um so 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 the next one I'm gonna go to is the most needless Seahawks references for no reason award goes to. Oh or oh, I hope it's me. <laughs> Can I ask it? Who, who else would it be, <laughs> my esteemed co-host? Who else is it going to be? I wanted... So, so for, for, for those of you who don't know, um, Mark is a um, die-hard... Devout. CL, div, yes, devout Seattle um, Seahawks. And, you Fan. know, there, there, have been, there have been times during this year when we've done the podcast when the last team you would think about bring, in terms of newsworthy... Um, stories is the Seattle Seahawks and lo and behold every every week something we important to, to talk about it that. it was relevant it <laughs> they was are always relevant important somehow to discuss my esteemed co-host will always find a way to make Seattle relevant even last week he brought up Doug Baldwin yeah <laughs> all-time great so, slot
0: receiver for the Seahawks congrats Mark you won an award oh my God! you gosh. won an award you should be honored oh uh, you, d- you don't get the quintuple this year <laughs> I got one oh, yes you did. I- I'm gonna go ahead and give a couple of more slightly more serious awards. I'm actually gonna get three awards okay. for this next one. The you didn't need a full season to be great award. And you could argue that this goes to somebody who like was only there for like half a season or did a couple of games and they were amazing. Like you could have given this to Derek Henry again. Or you could have given this to Rashad Penny, who decided to wait until like the last five weeks of the season to prove he's better than everybody else. Somehow. Thanks for that. But I'm actually going to give this to somebody who played 15 games. And who only needed 15 games. To break a record that was set in a 16-game season. And I'm gonna give that to TJ Watt for breaking the single yes. season record for most sacks in a season and did that in 15 games, not 17. Bye. A lot of people are gonna look at this as an asterisk season for any single season records. He did it in 15 guys. Bye. He broke straight hands record, or did he tie it? I think he tied it. Yeah. No, set the record still. So he was there. Tying the sack record. Yeah. Okay. We're gonna give the next award to what I refer to as the Fantasy Monster Award. And this is to the player who just flat out scored the most points in fantasy. Depending on what your league was based off of, but from, I think we're not shocked that this is going to end up being a quarterback.
1: Um, based off of the top of your head, who do you think this is? The most fantasy
0: points? Scored by a single player.
1: I'm going to go with either Jonathan Taylor or Cooper Cup. No, no, it's a quarterback. Oh, uh, uh, really? Yeah, quarterback. Scored the most fantasy points this year. That's, that's actually... Stump me Because I was going to say It's not Justin Herbert No, not Justin Herbert And it can't be Kyler Murray It's not Kyler Murray
0: Played in one of the all-time great Playoff games that we've ever seen and came, up sh- and came up short Josh Allen he scored the most fantasy, the most fantasy points because wow. remember he rushes
1: yeah that's true even
0: though you don't think of him as a rusher and he has that big arm that he can wow, to he throw to so that, many that people that's possible. under the
1: radar I never yeah. would have I never would have thought he would have been ahead of Jonathan Taylor or Cooper Cup this year, so now, that is impressive.
0: depending on what your fantasy te- your fantasy league is set up as, uh, you may look and like, well, maybe this one person, Josh Allen, is right there, but for well, standard fantasy, for, for Al- Josh Al- Allen had the most yeah. points. Well, we're
1: PPR, obviously.
0: And one last cheeky award here. Uh, this player could have been in that MVP conversation or could have led their team to the playoffs. Um, it had injuries not derailed him for a while, or had he just got the damn vaccine. So this award is the just get the damn vaccine award and that this year goes to lamar jackson <laughs> i mean i understand well, he's had
1: he's had he's had covid twice hasn't he oh yeah he's yeah. probably
0: fine yeah but when when you're not playing and i granted again for the last part of the season he wasn't playing because of an injury but like there were games throughout the course of the year that you're like can you play because of covid and just get the damn award again? <laughs> um, I'm beside myself. You, 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 you I go, more of your awards. I go.
1: So, um, I got. Uh, okay, so, well, this is really like. So I'm going to go back to our fantasy league. So, this is really an award for myself, um, uh-huh. which I thought I would do that. But um, this is kind of the best trade of the year award mm. goes to. And again, my esteemed co-host is involved. So I was toyed because. For our listeners out there, you may remember, literally ten seconds after our draft episode, one of I, our uh, I was crying one of my, my co-hosts, I was I was crying into my beer because Mark drafted salty beer not not Mark drafted my Justin. quarterback, the one that I wanted. That he knew, and he and to this day he says there was nothing untoward about it. Although I still to, to this stage and. So I ended up having to draft some, some guy in the Pacific Northwest. Some no-name. Russell Wilson, um, someone. Um, so a couple of seconds after that, we decided on a straight swap. Yeah. Now I'm talking between that and again, halfway through the season, I made another trade with yours truly mm-hmm. to get Justin Jefferson yeah. and the great kicker, Justin Tucker, um, for Mike Evans and Melvin Gordon, yeah. I believe.
0: Yeah, I was. Th- I um, really really needed a running and, back. And,
1: it, and, it, and it's tough for me because at, at that point, the Justin Jefferson trade, I feel that sent me over the top in terms of getting me, getting me to the winners, getting me to the podium on the gold medal stand, so to speak. I would
0: agree, but I would also but, disagree with the reason why I think it was. I think that having, and I say this in all seriousness, I think that having Justin Tucker as your kicker and solidifying that, right, and mainly that you did not have to have, have to another, another yeah, yeah, you, yeah, that solidified you to be able to make sure yes. that everything else worked out. Yes, there. but
1: obviously, when you take the whole season into account, and given that Russell Wilson missed a couple of games, and uh, what didn't have a great season, Seattle didn't have a well, They had a, a very poor season by their standards. Um, and Justin Herbert was overall, in terms of fantasy, very, very solid. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give it to that. I'm going, I'm going to go with the quarterback trade. In my defense, Mike Evans. So Justin Jefferson
0: ended up, I think, as wide receiver four for the season. Mike. Mike Evans was still wide receiver 10.
1: Yeah. And
0: Melvin Gordon was, like, running back 18, 19. He was a top 20 running back in the league, and I needed running backs. So while I, you never want to give up one of the best players in the league, I was still trying to fight to get to the playoffs, and I still think that even though that helped solidify your team, I needed to make that trade. Yes. Yes. So best trade for you, but I also think it was a good trade for me, even though it didn't end up working out in the end. I will go to my grave on that.
1: Yeah. So then... Um... Uh, my next award is is actually going to go to kind of you know that I'm going in our in our league I'm going to do you know the league manager of the year award goes to for me the the manager of the year in our league goes to Reverend Nick and here's the reason. <laughs> I have just you know, palm. I'm, 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna
0: This is what you call this is what just what we call trauma
1: and yeah, torture. And what, why well maybe maybe my Steam co-host can enlighten the viewers why. What, fifty percent of his wins were against <laughs> me? Was that what it was? <laughs> I thought it was a hundred percent of his wins, but only fifty. Oh, I know. Right, so Because he
0: also beat Isaac uh, he Roger one. He did.
1: So fifty half of his wins ca- came against Mark. But then also what I I love about Nick is he just never gives up. Even when he got into the consolation bracket, which he won, he was still trying his hardest to win. And his his mojo, and you know, conversely, Improper Mark, who, you know, doesn't even really like fantasy, but yet somehow got to the final. It's very, um, uh, I guess, laissez-faire with this. Um, Nick tries his hardest. So, you know, there's an award for you, Nick. Yeah, love you, man. Oh, yes. You gave three, didn't you? I did give three. How you many do you three. have left? No, I've got... Um, no, you go. I've got yeah. one more left. I've got four left. You've got,
0: four. I've got and Actually, I've got five left because I just You've thought got of another one. have got five left. So right, let me give well, three, got, uh, and what, then you'll I've, give one, and I'll give two.
1: Okay. I've, I've, thought, I've thought of another one,
0: but right, go for so, it. So um, the next award, I'm going to give another three. And this one's to a word. This is not to a player. Okay. It's not to a team, it's not to an owner, it's not to an entity it's a to it's a, a word. word. And this is a word that for weeks and weeks and weeks defined what how we can really trust people.
1: <laughs> and
0: this is the what does this word really mean award? <laughs> and I present this word to the word immunized.
1: Oh uh, how did I know that was going
0: uh, I don't think I have to quanti like qualify that with anything else, so I'm just gonna move on. Since we've talked about the top act yeah. on on Yeah, on yeah we have. This is a two two part award. The wish we still had the old guy award. And I'm going to give that to the Indianapolis Colts. (laughs) Because if they had Phillip Rivers, they likely would have won one more game and gotten to the playoffs with that team. And the second part of the award is the I wish we had the old guy before the old guy award. (laughs) <laughs> because you know they still want Andrew Luck to be their quarterback. Yes, yeah, yeah. And because the winner yes. is still the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, Indianapolis Colts, you underachieve so much. Well, So much to the extent that this next award goes to a member of their team that I've got to. Because okay. I'm going to give three and then I'll give it back to you. This is the suddenly you're the best in the league award. right? Because... Almost immediately after Derrick Henry went down with injury, Jonathan Taylor was just de facto the best running back in the league. And you could argue that maybe if Derrick Henry was healthy, that Jonathan Taylor may have been able to still outpace him. So I don't think he would have, but suddenly Jonathan
1: yes. Taylor was the best player in the league. I mean, I, I think... That, that's fair. So you gave me that one too. And I would I would respond to you by saying, suddenly you're the best in the league award could go to Debo Samuel, uh, Mostly because of... And again, they were in the playoffs. The Colts yeah. weren't. Oh, did you have that award as well? Yes. <laughs> and, and so... I, I I I do agree that Jonathan Taylor... So I, I wouldn't say he sprang out of nowhere because last year he was very good too. But Debo was in the playoffs people just saw like the 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 difference maker that he is and i think when you take position out of it he's arguably the the most he's arguably the best player in the the league Um, so that was one. My next one is going to be. I guess that there are lots of Indianapolis Colts reference here. So this is. I wish people would stop thinking this person is good. Oh. <laughs> and I think we can all guess. Who's yeah, that yeah, 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 yeah. The good old. Uh, uh, the good old North uh, Dakota State. Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. I mean, what? Why do people still think he's good? I don't why know. do people still hark back to those ten glory games? In the Philadelphia Eagles, when he was amazing, because he had those games. But why? Why does this isn't a This is an interesting thing with American football. Like, why? Why can't people just look and be like, okay, he came back from injury. He's not very good anymore. Wow. Like, I saw like ES, ESPN analysts like constantly like people love Dan Orlovsky would just be like, oh, people look, love it. this isn't the fault of Carson Wentz when he was in Philly trying to make things worse. His pieces around him. And Dan Orlovsky's a really good analyst, but it's just like come on after a while just give it up like he's yeah. not great anymore I'm not saying that he's the worst quarterback in the NFL he's probably somewhere in the bottom oh I thought tier. you were saying that well uh, well yeah <laughs> I mean the fact that I would rather have Jimmy G than Carson Wentz Baker Mayfield uh, so, yeah I'd rather say Baker Mayfield. I would be, I'd rather pick yeah, Baker Mayfield that. yeah um, so yeah okay so um, so you
0: go all right uh, this next one's gonna go to another player uh, uh, a manager in our league uh, and this is a manager wow. who okay. looked like, if you took a look at just a snapshot of their point total going into the last couple of weeks of the season, they were, they had, they had scored the most amount of points. This is before Biz got really, really hot at the end of the season. But if you look at their team, like their team was set up with a lot of great early season players, oh, like I'm this happy. player, I think I where
1: you're going to go. Tom
0: Brady, Cordero Patterson, Devonte Adams. Like Cordarrelle Patterson was like the league. Like, who, where did this guy come out of for the yeah. beginning of the season? But Andy Lyons. Team Lasso. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was only the last week of the season where you finally overtook him in points. And how could he only finish?
1: So I did do the quintuple then
0: with the points. Oh, that, yeah. that, that took you to the top. You don't get that. You don't get. Yeah. Um, yeah, Andy, like, I was rooting for you at the very, very end. I'm like, I think you got a chance. You got a team that can put up the points, and it just underperformed and underperformed against the teams that were most critical to beat.
1: Right, like, can, right. oh my gosh, yeah, yeah. He he did he did have a great team for points for points. Um. Okay, so so how many more do you have? I have one more. Okay.
0: And you have one more.
1: I have one more. Do you Sorry. want to be last, or do you want me to be last? You. Why don't you? Because
0: you you. I'll go last. Okay. Okay. Right. So this is an award that I'm giving to an entire division. <laughs> okay. And this is a division that when you take a look at the quarterbacks that they've got in there, you're like wow. There's just so much star-studded, amazing power. Like, amazing quarterbacks in this division, like every single team. And it's the how can one great division have so many great quarterbacks award. And this... uh... Oh, wait. (laughs) Sorry, this is an award I'm giving next year. Uh, I'm giving this award next year to the AFC West when Aaron Rodgers gets traded to the Broncos and Tom Brady comes out of retirement to play with the Raiders for one season because that rumor dropped earlier today too. That he might want to play over the Raiders. So you're
1: gonna have Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Tom Brady, and Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rons- Somehow, I don't think that's gonna happen. I don't uh, either.
0: Don't but that's an award that I have to give out next year. I apologize. This, it's your turn. I, I'm, that's
1: all my awards. Okay, so my final award is um, a kind of all-encompassing award in sports, and um, it's going to be. I already know what it- the most. Well, maybe. It's going to be the most likeable and well-respected athlete of the year award goes to. Um, there's three people on the list. I'm sure you're going to guess two of them. So obviously the oh, first yeah. one's going to be Antonio Brown. Oh, of course. Obviously, so likeable. What, what, so what relatable. Um, I don't even need to, to expand well. anymore. Just wanted um, to do well <laughs> okay. on everything he does. Fake Vax card, the the, the There's meltdown. a thing with all there of a, players. Yes, yeah. Um, Obviously, Aaron Rodgers, you brought up the word immunised, I'm not going to get into that. And last but not least, our favourite tennis player Mm -hmm. in the world, uh, the great Novak Djokovic, who obviously we all well documented. We were so upset. I I am actually going to give a joint award to all those three. Couldn't happen to better people. (laughs) It could not. And with that, my awards are done.
0: Yeah. <laughs> if you're listening to this and uh, you have strong opinions about what you heard, uh, go ahead and send us a tweet at ImproperFootball. That's uh, at Improper, F-U-T-B-A-L-L, on Twitter. Uh, go ahead and send us what you think was your favorite award out of this. Or if there's a award you want to give out, by all means, we can always take more awards. These are the most important ones afterwards.
1: I are indeed.
0: So, um... I don't know. I think we're winding down the yeah. recording at this point. Just a couple of more small tidbits that we can end yeah. on.
1: Non-NFL news. Non-NFL
0: news. Uh, let's go ahead and lead with the college thing with the uh, Wisconsin-Michigan brawl that took place between the coaches. Yeah. Where um, Coach Howard, what the hell was he thinking?
1: You know, did he just forget that he wasn't in a- in uh, UFC? <laughs> I just think, you know, from, from what you hear, like Jawan Howard, obviously, Michigan alum, had a great NBA career, you know, tough guy it was almost like he was playing in an nba game yeah and but i, I just it was a meltdown and I, I think the punishment was um apt i yeah. think suspending suspending him for five games five right, the rest games of regular season. which means he, yeah he's out apt. of the
0: regular season which means he still could come back for the tournaments yes yeah
1: um but, but i think you have to send an example i mean what he did was just so you know you have to hold a coach of a of a college team to a higher standard. Yeah, they're supposed to be leader of lead, men. leader of young men, yeah. and it's more diff, diff, difficult. or Not difficult, but more. The standard is high there because you're leading young men that aren't necessarily yet fully fledged adults. Yeah. they're more uh, susceptible to these, and you saw what happened. That you know their coaches getting involved in the brawl, so they just start all jumping in, and, and you, you and know. But it a, was just a horrible. ugly, horrible scene, horrible. and um. You know, but but I think the one thing that I didn't like about his thing, I, and in some ways maybe he had to say it, but to say, like, it's never going to happen again, I think that's always dangerous when you say something like that, because I think you should always say, I'll, I'll, I'll try my hardest. That's like, better it to doesn't say. Happen again promising something that you can't something control something when you have and, a and, problem with your emotions. Well, it's true, and I think that there has been a... A pattern of behavior with him. He's got into a couple of these things before, yeah. and and so you know, just just say, yeah. look, I'll do, I'll try and do better, and maybe he needs to go to like anger management or something like maybe. that. Maybe, but um, but it was a horrible scene. Yeah,
0: yeah. And le- leaving this off on a uh, on a higher note, I think. Uh, yes, we are going to be talking a lot more about NBA and other sports besides the NFL as the off season goes on, because this is a fascinating time in the NBA.
1: Yeah. Uh, and specifically snooker and cricket, Mark. Oh, yeah, yeah, we're, we're going to be about talking about the Tiddlywinks.
0: Oh, yes, Tiddlywinks.
1: How dare you put Tiddlywinks in the same breath as Snooker and Cricket?
0: <laughs> oh,
1: you know what? I apologize.
0: You're 100% right. The two greatest you got in the world are our Tiddlywinks and, and Hopscotch, 100%. Uh, you're, I don't know why I was lowering Tiddlywinks to that level. Uh, we'll get into that later, but the NBA All-Star game was... Usually it's, you know, a couple of fun guys having... ju you know, just kind of playing around, and they're trying to win quarters for charity, things like that. And, you know, that's fun to watch. But, like, Steph Curry put on an all-time great clinic. And we were chatting before we recorded this um, about how rare it is to be able to be privileged to see a specific kind of greatness. Like, I I can't remember the last time in the NBA where we didn't have an all-time great in. Like, uh, Michael Jordan was there for almost the entirety of my adult life Uh, in almost the entirety of my life. Uh, Shaq was part of that as well. Uh, Kobe Bryant came in. LeBron James came in at that time as well. Kevin Durant came in. James Harden, Russell Westbrook. All these great players have all come. Giannis onto the combo. Uh, But even though while you always have these all-time greats, you rarely get to see somebody who has done something better than everybody else has ever done before. Nobody shoots the ball like Steph Curry Nobody can drain a three like Steph Curry. And seeing this happen in an all-star game, even when people are just, you know, playing around and they're only competitive at the very end. Like, Steph Curry still put up 16 three-pointers. And he scored 50 points in an all-star game. Take advantage of when greatness like this is in front of you and appreciate it when it's there, because eventually at some point in the future, and it may happen faster than you think, he may be around for five, six, seven, eight years, he may decide after three years, you know what, I've I've established my legacy and I'm done. And when he's not playing anymore, you don't get to take advantage of that. The man has already eclipsed the career three-point record. He's won three titles, he's a back-to-back MVP. He's set the single-season three-point record multiple times. He has nothing left to prove, because nobody's done what he's done better.
1: Yeah, if there's any doubt, after watching that, that he is the greatest shooter of all time. Of all time. There's just no discussion. I mean, what he did in the All-Star game, he just put on a masterclass in shooting. And you're right, there's no defense, but some of those threes, you're just launching just past half court. You're just like, and I mean, the, the, the disrespect, like the, the one, did you see the clip where, oh, yeah. he, where he drained it and he turned because he knew. And even, I think, that there's a clip of Yanis looking at him just being like, I can't believe he just did that. Like, it's when, like, fellow great players, he's on the court with all these other absolute studs of the game. And people are just like, they're in awe of what Steph Curry can do. Yep. And I just don't think you're ever going to see the likes of him ever again. Oh, and 100%. I think... You know, it, and that's the thing. It's not just sixteen threes, which is amazing in itself. It's like three or four of them were just from insane distances, and he just, you know, um yeah. The superlatives about him are just, um yeah. Just, Nothing.
0: Well, you cannot say anything that will justify how great he really was. No,
1: and, um, and I, and you know, I, I, I would like, or is sorry, he, yeah, he's, he's not. I, mean, at the I, league yeah. I would like. I would like to see them win another title, you know, because I think Steph Curry deserves it, and I'd love to see sort of Clay Thompson get back to his best. form. his Splash Brothers yeah, do it again. Yeah, he's been out for two years, and I mean, if they're both on fire, it's there, there's it's, no better there, game to watch. Yeah, and it's almost. It's almost impossible to beat them when they're both on fire like yeah, that. And I, I would love to see, you know, I'd l- I'd like to see them against the Suns in the Western Conference Finals. That'd be interesting. I think we're gonna get that. Um, yeah. I think that's likely. But although Chris Paul just went down for six to eight weeks yeah. but, but um, yeah, yeah. What more can you say about Steph Curry? Yeah.
0: yeah, it's gonna be a really really fun last stretch of the NBA season uh, post All Star Game. One last thing I want to say about Steph Curry is it's because of him that everybody has to shoot threes now. Yes. LeBron had to change his game. Kevin Durant had to change his game. James. James Harden had to develop the most lethal three-point shot in the game, the step-back three, because he had to.
1: But the other thing about Steph Curry, and people always say this about him, is that I think young people look at him and think he's a normal-sized guy. Now, I mean, he is—he's six-three yeah. for a basketball player. That's pretty. That's pretty, pretty small it's pretty compared. Small. And and so I think a lot of young people, when they're watching the TV, they're like, "Yeah, he's tall, but he's like a regular, a regular person." Yeah. And and I think basketball has always suffered from this. You know, yeah. I mean, of course, everyone wants to play like LeBron James, but like, you're not going to have the physique or the athleticism to do that. But what step? People look at him and think, yeah, I I can actually do that, and he has revolutionised the game because he's taken a skill and and always be like, you can't really defend it because if he can shoot from anywhere, you can't defend that. Like, you might say, okay, we defend him out to this line, but if he can shoot from just past half court, then, then you can't really. There's no answer to that. So. Yeah.
0: Um, the NBA released a video a few weeks ago of Steph Curry. I think it was from like his first year or something like that. And they asked him, where does he see himself in 10 years? And this is before he was who he was. He was a very, very young player. He hadn't fully developed yet. And his response was, I just hope I'm still playing in the game. Because right. if I'm still in the league, then I've done something right.
1: Yeah. 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 I mean, well, he's definitely doing something right. Yeah. So.
0: And with that, my beer is empty. It is indeed. Yeah. Um, Again, we will. uh, next week's episode is likely going to be the following week's episode. Um, Yeah,
1: maybe in a couple of weeks.
0: Maybe in a couple of weeks. It might be earlier in the week. We're not going to keep to the same release on every single Friday. You might see a Wednesday episode. You might see a Monday episode. You might see a Friday episode. Um, Likely never going to happen on a weekend just because I care about everybody enjoying their weekends. (laughs) Not that you don't enjoy this. By the way, if you haven't already done so, go ahead and follow us on Twitter at ImproperFootball, F-U-T-B-A-L-L. Yep. Uh, Biz, do you have anybody you want to shout out? You know, obviously, why
1: don't you go first while I think about it?
0: Honestly, I'm going to go ahead and give another shout out to Justin. Uh, okay. I just recorded the third episode with uh, for you. Drafted what, which is currently available on Spotify right now. It's been a lot of fun so far. The most recent episode was just three of us arguing about '90s music talent, and we've got another host coming up on the fourth episode. And we're uh, we got a lot of topics that we're looking in, and we're really really excited about how this is going to build up. So you drafted what? Currently available on Spotify.
1: Yeah, you know what? I I will shout that out too. Listen to the first episode because I'm on it.
0: Yeah, just the first episode. (laughs) Just the
1: first episode. And
0: then the other ones afterwards. All right, man. Uh, Awesome episode. Cheers, mate. Cheers.